Well, welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Warren D. Robinson, he is a longtime regular on the program. Uh, love having him on the show. Uh, he is a producer on several networks, including Netflix and Oxygen, and uh, film, filmmaker, showmaker, great media critic. You know, the best critics in any institution are people who have to navigate in those institutions. And so we have great conversations uh, every month on what's going on, particularly in the media, but also in law and politics, because his background includes law. And uh, we always have a good time. Welcome back, Warren. Ah, Kevin, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Real quickly, let's get started with a couple of your projects, mentioning a few of your projects, including one of my favorites, which is over at Netflix, and also uh, giving your website for people to be able to get more information. Of course. Thank you so much. Yeah, we have a, a lot of different projects over at uh, Netflix. Uh, Barry Brothers of Anards is over there. We have some other shows over there. And as Kevin mentioned, if you want to know about my work and, and some of the things we've done, you can always go to my website at warrendrobinson.com. That's warrendrobinson.com. All my information is there, links to all my shows. It's a great resource. It really is. All right, let's get an you know, interesting topic. This is one of the ones where it all depends on what perspective, what angle, <laughs> what time of the day, how do I feel uh, when this topic comes up, where I land. This is such touchy area. Uh, go ahead and set the stage for us, Deb. Yeah, so uh, once again, as we all know, President, former President Donald Trump is all over the news media cycle. And now it's about this um, unprecedented rape that occurred on his Mar-a-Lago social club and how, which of course is news, but I think the most interesting thing about it is the way that Trump has used this to once again hijack and keep his name at the center of this media cycle. Because remember, it was Trump himself who even alerted everybody to the fact that, hey, wait a minute, Mar-a-Lago had been raided. The, the media didn't even know. It was Trump who put it on uh, Truth Social because, once again, he loves being the center of attention. He has really taken that old adage that there's a, no such thing as bad publicity to heart. And you had a, a media outlet. You had mainstream media who loves it. They soak it up because they need President Trump. In all honesty, mm -hmm. the media oh, yeah. Trump's name drives ratings. It drives ratings. It drives yeah, it's a semiotic relationship, right? Uh, you know, particularly MSNBC and Fox News, those two are, you know, are almost on life support when Trump is off the radar screen. Um, you know, it, 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 you know that's ridiculous, ridiculous on Fox part. They have more viewers than all the other uh, cable networks, news you know, networks combined. I get that. But, boy, it's a big variance when he is low on the radar screen. But MSNBC, man, they've been devastate, devastated by Trump's loss. Well, they have to, and I would, I would throw CNN. I think CNN's in a worse position than, M than even MSNBC because their ratings are typically even lower than uh, – Yeah, but they MSNBC. were bad to start off with. There's a whole lot of variance of Trump, Trump uh, coverage and before Trump came along. They, they've been limping along for a long, long time. Uh, but, yeah, 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 obviously they've suffered too. They're all, you know, heavily dependent. It's a very – 
uh, you know, symbiotic relationship in the creepiest sort of the word. And in fact, I've argued many times we need to, it's too big of a conversation for us to have today. I believe that Donald Trump is a product of the media, a product of the news media. And uh, what I mean by that is that the, the, the media, particularly the left leaning, which is the vast majority of media, um, is so hostile to Trump. It was so paternal in the way it spoke to viewers and listeners wagging their finger at them over how terrible Trump was. The average Joe kind of reacted and voted for Trump, supported Trump. The more the media hated Trump, the more the average, the so-called average, there's nothing really average about them, they're, they're more of an oddity, uh, the more they got robust in their support of Trump. And so that'd be a good conversation, too. I believe that's a, a huge factor. And, and I think this current situation fuels that. Well, it does. And that's kind of the, the – you hit the nail on the head in terms of why Trump continues to do so well and why he plays the media the way he does. Because you're right. He was born out of the media. He knows how to play the media game very well. And the more the elites at these networks try to wag their fingers and tell folks, hey, Trump is bad, don't like Trump, don't vote for Trump, it actually infuels. It actually fuels his supporters. It makes them more popular, and he knows that. So it's a, like you said, a codependent kind of relationship where each one is saying, oh, I can't stand the other. But in reality, they actually love one another, right? They love each other. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, and so who do I blame on that whole deal? I blame the media more than Trump. Trump is nuttier than a fruitcake. I mean, come on. Uh, and he's going to naturally do what he does, which is chest pounding. By the way, he's crazy, but he's crazy like a fox. And he's yeah. outboxing the media on a regular basis. And so the media is either complicit and really wants uh, a Trump, regardless of the consequences it has on the larger culture, or they're useful idiots, you know, and they want him for the reasons we talked about, ratings, or they're useful idiots. You know, it really almost comes down to those two scenarios. Well, I think at this point, a lot of them are trying to survive. Like, we mentioned how bad CNN's ratings are, right? The only time they see spikes is when they're anti-Trump stories. When this Mar-a-Lago raid broke, their numbers increased, and it keeps them steady. When they were covering the January 6th committees, the ratings were, were on the rise. So it's a matter of realizing that, hey, we have to have Trump, and we have to have Trump stories in order to survive. And I think that's where they're at. And they also have proven through research that it only works when they do negative Trump stories. At one point in time, they were trying to be neutral, and so they had Trump supporters and people who disliked Trump, and the viewers didn't like it. And so now they go all in on anti-Trump sentiment, even when it's sometimes not necessary. I mean, look at Liz Cheney, right? Why is this a story? Who cares about a, a Wyoming primary district? It's the least populated state in the country. They care because they know if we put the camera on her, she's going to say some anti-Trump stuff, and that's going to drive our ratings. And that's exactly yeah. what she did, right? She's media well, there's more to it than that, though. I mean, it, there is more to it than that. I mean, this is a, a seat that – a state, you know, where a former vice president was from. The fact that it's small is one of the reasons why it's a big story. Uh, because it is so homogenous and has always been a certain way for, for decades. And uh, she was certainly one of the most conservative members of Congress. Uh, in fact, she's more conservative than Trump on, 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 on the issues. Uh, it's just that she's not extremist behavior-wise. 
Um, you know, and so it's, it's an interesting story. And she used to slam dunk, you know, uh, every single election cycle. What's, what the story is, is that whenever in, whenever in U.S. history has a U.S. president gone to war with a single member of Congress to get that member removed, that is a story to me. Well, but again, the story is based on the fact that if she were not an anti-Trump Republican, this would not be a story. There are hundreds of districts across this country that are as conservative or less, or more conservative than that district. Republicans go in primaries all the time, and we don't talk about this. We talk about Liz Cheney specifically because she's a Republican who decided, I'm going to take on Trump. And so you have her on the Today Show. You have her on the lead story on CNN. You just don't see that with any of the Republicans who are yeah. supporting Trump or any of the Republicans who've lost their primaries, right? If she were not an anti-Trump Republican, we wouldn't be talking about Liz Cheney's primary loss because she lost to another Republican. Not like the seat went Democratic, and then that would be a story, right? If uh, if, if Liz Cheney's seat went to a Democrat, it went to another Republican, maybe less conservative. Actually, I think she's less conservative. Oh yeah, she's less conservative. She's uh, just uh, she's whacked. She's whacked, but she's not <laughs> conservative. And I'd like I like for people to get into their thoughts that whack does whack doesn't mean conservative. I mean, these people are running around calling themselves conservatives. They are unlike conservatives we've ever seen. Uh, they're, auto, they're authoritarian. Uh, and, you know, and really, conservatism in this country for a long, long time, you know, with rare exception, I would say the civil rights space being uh, uh, obviously huge exception, um, yeah. you know, they're more um, free speech, you know, free thought. And they're not, these guys are lockstep. The way they, get, they operate is very brown shirt and reminds me of Nazism in tactic. I'm not, I'm not going to you know, I'm not gonna go in extreme how far <laughs> that goes, but tactics, it's, it's really bizarre. It, it, it really is. We see a new crop of Republicans who have taken on the Trump mantle. And, again, it's all about the numbers, right? They take on the Trump mantle because they realize that it will get them a lot of attention because these media outlets are going to criticize them and talk about them. Um, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, for instance, before she ever even won her primary, she was talked about on CNN nonstop. And it may have actually helped her win. So, you know, again, I, I'm not convinced that, they don't help one another. I think we were talking earlier. It's almost like they're in, um, like they're they're together in this in an organic kind of way. They're obviously not conspiring together, but organically they feed one another. And uh, yeah, no <laughs> question about it. That's specifically why I use that word semiotic, right? Like like sea creatures that live off of one another. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's very similar to that kind of uh, relationship, as weird as it is. Do you think they know, they, CNN, the MSNBC, do you think they know that the more hostile they are to Trump, although it's a ratings bonanza to their core constituents, that it actually helps embolden Trump with his supporters? Do you think they know that? I mean, they have to know that. They have to know. Yeah, there is no way they cannot see the evidence of that. There's no way they can't see the growth that happens when they do these kind of stories. The question is, do they care? I think at this point, their goal is survival. And so um, that's just kind of the, the, the result of their survival. They're trying to survive. And so they, they have to deal with that. But of course they know. They, there's no way they can know. If they don't know, they're willfully blind to it. Right, right. Uh, yeah. 
that's what I have to, con- you know, I have to conclude that. You don't have to be a scientist to figure this one out. So uh, talk about what, you know, so it's amazing. We always have much more conversation than time. I got to get my um, scheduler to make it where we have longer segments because we're always running out of time. I got six minutes before the next person's in, and I like a little breathing room in between. So let's get, I like you to give some takeaways, some takeaways to the, uh, to the listener. Yeah, you know what? All I'll say is that, again, as you consume media, whether it's liberal media, conservative media, always look and know that there is definitely a bent. There's definitely a purpose behind all of this. It's not, no, gone are the days of when news was just neutral, just to give you the facts. And understand that everybody, from the president, the former president, to the media, they're all playing the same game. And as much as they kind of decry one another, in reality, they need one another. Right. Right. It's kind of like the DEA and the drug cartels, right? <laughs> you got, you've got to keep the DEA employed, right? If there were no drug cartels, they wouldn't have a job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they both agree on cr- that drugs should be criminalized. <laughs> oh, gosh. What a weird world we live in. Warren D. Robinson, it is a wor- weird world, Warren, but you do help us navigate it, and you make it interesting and fun and informative. Obviously, this is part one of a multiple conversation. We need to go deeper in this because the consequences are huge. And I, I, I agree with you. It's, it's, it's uh, laughable, the whole objective media. That's, uh, you know, and I'm not sure if it ever was. You know, the, the, the terminology yellow journalism, that goes back to the 19th century where it was purposely inflammatory uh, for uh, ratings purposes, you know, ratings being how many newspapers were sold. And so, yeah, but now it's like on steroids. You have massive economies. That good news is this really relatively small publications. Now you've got massive economies. Uh, take Fox News with these people making uh, seven digits uh, who are anchors. Man, they got a lot of bills to pay. And so what's the truth <laughs> Let the truth be damned if it means we're going to uh, get more eyeballs. I mean, it's, it's insane. Warren, always love chatting with you and look forward to our next one. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm Kevin Price. Check him out, by the way, at warrendrobinson.com. We get him on every month, one of my personal favorites. I am Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business. Stay tuned for more. <laughs>